Hey everyone and welcome to the Greater Than Podcast. My name is Elijah Merle. So honored and blessed you took out the time to join us again today. Whether it's on Apple Podcasts, Google, uh, Spotify, Stitcher, Breaker, all the platforms. We're so thankful that you took out the time to join the podcast today. Today we've got a special treat. The one and only, the editor of the Greater Than Podcast, Frankie. He's in the building. Frankie, how are you doing? Well, not in the building. This is a Zoom call. But anyway. (laughs) I'm somewhere. Hey, I'm doing all right. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. It's good to have you up here, man. So before we get started, I'm going to throw Frankie on the spot. Didn't tell him I was going to do this, but so, but make it more interesting. Here we go. Before we get started, the people want to know, Frankie, your two questions. The first question I have for you is, what is your favorite episode of the Greater Than Podcast that you've edited? And the second is, what is your favorite sound effect that I've randomly asked for? In the podcast. Here we go. He's on the spot. <laughs> Who's asking these questions? Is it you? <laughs> it's, it's, it's all me, man. I'm pulling the strings on this one. <laughs> um, favorite episode. Um, I really like Prison Break. I know that was a more recent Ooh. one. Ooh, that's a recent one. That's a recent one. <laughs> but it was, it was really good. And I mean, you and I had a conversation uh, before that one was uploaded about it. Even before yeah. it was edited, so I can have a little idea what was going on. But no, it was really good. Um, I really like, uh, you know, there's a lot of, um, you know, Christian mumbo jumbo that goes around, and I really like actually looking into stuff to seeing what 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 scriptures actually say. Yeah, I mean, regardless of what your takeaway from it is, it, it, looking into it is still going to be your best bet. So I really like that. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right, sound effect. Sound effect. Hey, can you can you remember a sound effect that you were like, man, I, I well, like this myself. Is, the thing is, is honestly, my favorite one was when I put one in before you knew I could. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. What was that one? Was that frequency? Frequency. Yes. Yeah. With your, yes. with your your weird voice, because I was it was I was bored. <laughs> 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 Thought it would be funny. <laughs> No, dude, listen, true story. I hear this sound effect on the Frequency episode, and, man, I literally got just, like, rolled out of my bed. I was about to go to sleep because it was really late when that one was posted. And I was listening to it, and all of a sudden I was like, what in the world? I just, just like, basically fell out of my bed. I was so (laughs) shocked and surprised. I had no idea Frankie could do that. And so ever since then. Full of surprises. No, he's true, ladies and gentlemen. So ever since then, I have been – Every now and then I'll ask him. I don't want to do it for every episode, you know, but every now and then I'll ask him to throw something in there to make it more, to make it different, you know, enjoyable. But um, there, there it is, ladies and gentlemen. You heard it here first. Prison break and the first time he ever threw in a random sound effect on frequency. Now, I, my, I always love the, you know, the Game of Thrones one. That was fun. Oh, yeah, for Christ's sake. Yeah, that was cool. That was a good time too, man. Uh, I really could feel that, you know. And, and the one we did recently, I don't know, when it will be released or whatever, but we did one mission versus method. That was really cool too. That sound effect for uh, the Batman story we did. But anyway, guys, the reason we're having uh, Frankie here, he had something on his heart and um, he messaged me and told me that he wanted to, you know, if, if I was going to talk about a, a certain thing, which Frankie is going to talk about um, that he would love to share. So there was something on his heart about it. Well, first of all, when I got that text, I was like, Oh, this is serious. 
Because if you don't know Frankie, <laughs> Frankie doesn't really, Frankie's not really, you know, out here trying to preach or anything like that. He's got good stuff, and I've always known that about him. We we hung out and saw movies together, and so I've been around him. I know his character. But I, in knowing his character, I knew how strange it was, right, for him to be the one to be like, hey, I, I got something I want to say here. So we're going to touch on that. We're going to talk about some of the riots that's been going on and the and racism and all the different things of that nature. And so I'm going to pray, and then afterwards, uh, the next voice you will hear will be Frankie. We're going to turn it right over to him. And so you guys um, be hooked by, by, by all means, leave a like, a comment, a review of the podcast and let us know if it's blessing you. And, and uh, we love to hear the feedback. I mean, it's a great thing. You know, I'm here recently. I'm trying to get the podcast on Pandora, man. We're trying to we're trying to make steps and, and, and get it out on as many platforms as possible so you can hear this word and be encouraged. So let's pray. And then we're going to turn it over to Frankie. Father God, thank you so much for this time together. Father, we thank you for um, Frankie, first of all, and for the wisdom and for the direction of what you called him to do in uh, just what he does in life in general, his work and and also working on the podcast and for him being on, Father, we're so thankful to have him. We ask that you speak beyond us and through us what would uh, help us and, and bring us to a new level in you. Thank you, Father, for revealing truth that makes us free. We say, speak, Lord, for your servants here. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, Frankie, take it away. All right, yeah. Um, so, like you said, um, I'm not I'm not one to. Well, actually, let me back up. Hey, my name is Frankie. <laughs> <laughs> um, I edited the podcast. Uh, Elijah and I worked together in yeah back in Buckhead, Buckhead Baptist Church. That's right. Shout out. Yeah, um, I was the audio engineer over there. He came to me and said, "Hey, I want to do a podcast." Also, I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> that was true. Pretty much, y'all. Pretty much. <laughs> So, um, you know, we've been using this wonderful thing called the internet and we've been, we've been able to produce this, this, uh, this show for you guys. Um, but, uh, so I am by, by no means a, what, what I would call a front lines minister. <laughs> um, obviously in everything, your, your life is ministry, but, yeah. uh, I'm not. Man, that's already good, y'all. Man, come on, Frankie. <laughs> Go ahead. I, I'm not, uh, I'm not an Elijah. I'm not the one. You know, <laughs> whatever up there, <laughs> uh, do, doing, doing the, uh, doing the, 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 the preaching, but I am, I really do enjoy, um, you know, being the backup, you know, being the, the guy who helps you get through, get through it all. Um, however, all the stuff that's going on right now, um, it's, uh, it's quickened me, if you will. Um, mm. it's, uh. There's just there's just so much um, uncertainty and um, just pain going on right now that um, I feel I feel the Lord has put on me a uh, a, a bigger a, a more substantial um, burden for the confused, if you will. Mm. Um, you know, because there's just there's just so much going on right now. I want to set records straight. Um, I am 25 years old, so I'm pretty young. Um, I am a, of uh, I am black, <laughs> African American descent. My mom's Puerto Rican, um, so full minority here. Yeah. Um, so when I speak, I'm not speaking from a place of. Um, 
I, I'm speaking, you know, I am part of this community that is, uh, that is crying out right now. And, um, I am also, I'm all, I'm also crying out. This is, this is mm -hmm. wild. That's going on right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. for those of you who live under a rock, there have been protests and riots and um, just all sorts of crazy stuff going on on top of everything going on with the COVID-19 stuff around the injustice of the black community. Um, specifically, the thing that sparked a lot right now was the murder of George Floyd and yeah. how just, just absolutely brutal and um, unapologetic it was. Yeah, and um, then Ahmad as well. Yes, Ahmad before. Um, yeah, yeah. Ahmad Arbery, who was chased down in his old neighborhood, and you know, gunned down from a truck. Yeah. Uh there's just so much going on that it's easy to get caught up in the mob mentality of it all, um, mm -hmm. and as well as getting caught up in the mob mentality is just being angry for angry sake, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So what I want to, what I want to talk about today is, um, the main verse that I'm pulling from is first Thessalonians four, 11, um, and 12. Uh, and this is from the passion translation, um, aspire to lead a calm and peaceful life as you mind your own business and earn your living. Just as we've taught you, by doing this, you will live an honorable life, influencing others and commanding respect of even the unbelievers. Oh, Frank is hitting you up with the scriptures, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, man, I've been I've been editing this. I know. Bring those chapter and verse. Bring the chapter and verse. Chapter and verse, man. He knows what's going down. He knows what's up. I love it. Go ahead, Frank. It's so good. So, two things that I want to pull from this is um, I'd like to touch on it a little bit before. I am not a uh, boisterous person. I'm not overly verbose. I don't, I don't, you know, get up in front of people and say, "Hey, these are my thoughts. These are my ideas." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, and and that's most that's largely due to this verse. This is one of the verses that I keep in my my holster. Um, Aspire to lead a calm and peaceful life as you mind your own business. I do that. I try and you know, stay out of people's way. I stay out of their way, they'll stay out of mine. You know, I'll, mm -hmm. I'll mind my own business, get my business done, and and move about my day. If it's not hurting me, and I'm not hurting them, then we should be good. Um, yeah. But in recent times, this verse keeps popping up in my head of of, and it's me. Usually, you know, all these riots and stuff going on, and I think to myself, just keep your head down, just keep working. You're okay. Just keep. Just don't. Don't. Don't get in. Just mind your own business. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. This isn't your business. But what I have come to find out is that, as, firstly, as a Christian, as a follower and believer in Jesus, um, injustice towards anybody is my business, right? Mm, yeah, that's good. And then, secondly, as a you know, as as a black man, this is also my business. You know, mm -hmm. um, I have a a right and a duty to feel these things. You know, when um when Ahmad 
was murdered. I don't know what happened, but like it felt like, oh, there goes another one. And like it, mm. it it's kind of like it it puts a bad taste in my mouth even to say that's what I was thinking of there goes yeah, another yeah. one. Um it was so like it was almost like I've heard that story before. I was like, mm-hmm. isn't this an old story? Even though it happened, mm. you know, like a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Of of, you know, just these people who decided that you don't look like me in my neighborhood, therefore you're a threat to the entire world. So I have to put you down. And that's that sounds so and excuse me for saying this, normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. It's true. So at that point I was just so I was just like, mm, well, there, that's how that is. That's, this is this is where we are, and this is how we are now. And for those couple of weeks between Arbery and George Floyd, it was mind your own business. That's pray for them. <laughs> um, yeah. But you know what are you gonna do? And then George Floyd hit, and it was such an awakening. It was so wait, 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 wait. No, 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 no. Hmm this is my business this is our business we have to do something about this so i was full full fully um behind protests fully and and let me say this before i go any further i am in uh full support of of protests of um peaceful protests yeah uh talking to your congressman talking to your government sending letters making phone calls getting social change doesn't happen just by asking for it in your brain by quote unquote minding your own business however what i am about to say is that i am at in being you know a borderline pacifist (laughs) in being yeah somebody who is um calm and reserved i do not condone rioting and looting and violence the so the thing that sparked me coming to you, Elijah, was mm-hmm. there was a huge riot in Atlanta. Huge, yeah. huge riot in Atlanta. And I uh, I worked down in Atlanta. I don't live down there, fortunately, but I, I worked down there. And I actually had to yeah. go there the morning after one of the riots. And they're still they're still rioting, honestly. Oh, it's, wow. not really, it's not really making too much news. But um, this is where I get tangled mm-hmm. with with this verse. Aspire to live a calm and peaceful life as you mind your own business, earn your living, just as we've taught you. By doing this, you will be, live an honorable life, influencing others and commanding respect of even the unbelievers. What happens when you're minding your own business, you're doing your peaceful protesting, and it's there's no change? Yeah. Um, you know, Martin Luther King Jr. says that riots are the language of the unheard yep and something that a a news uh, outlet brought up a while ago well actually a couple days ago i forget the news outlet but um back with uh colin kaepernick and his kneeling yeah everybody everybody was on him for you know disrespect when he was protesting this exact same thing he uh he, he was kneeling and then the news outlet said colin get up off your knees and get back to work as if to say mm. your voice has no we don't care we don't care what you're saying mm. carlin and then 
you know, a few years later, all these riots happen. And that same news news outlet says, riots don't work, protesting works. Mm-hmm. As if to say, we don't care what you say. Yeah. We're not going to listen to you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, what do you do? You know? Yeah. Like nobody is, no, nobody's listening. And I understand how that gets frustrating. Yeah. <laughs> I really do. I, as somebody who sees everything going on, I understand how everywhere you turn, it's okay. Let me try this way. No, we don't like you. It doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the fact that it took so long to get such a such a medium sentencing for granted all 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 police officers got sentenced, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is great, you know, not to say that I'm um happy for the revenge and I'll get into that in just a minute, but um I'm happy that the system is trying to work. But the yeah. fact that it took so long and it took so many arrests of people of, of, of the black community and stuff like that, it's just like, what do you do? What do you do when you try to talk to them, it doesn't work, so you try to fight, and it makes it worse? What mm. do you do? Um, and I posit that you continue with... First Thessalonians 4.11 and 4.12 specifically, by doing this, you will live an honorable life, influencing others, commanding respect of even the unbelievers. That is an open statement. It kind of, it kind of leaves some to be desired. Um, it's like, it's kind of like be holy for I'm holy. It's like, well, how? Yeah. How, how do I do <laughs> yeah. that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so to kind of uh, put that into perspective, um, I want to talk about the Good Samaritan, which everyone knows the Good Samaritan, right? Yeah, y'all know that story. <laughs> Good Samaritan. So um, I'm not going to go too much into it. I'm not going to read the whole thing because it's a whole chapter practically. But um, I am I'm going to give you some key points and hopefully you'll be able to pull out what I'm trying to. Hopefully you'll be able to pick up what I'm putting down. There it is. Okay, so um, Jesus is out and about. Uh, he's answering questions from people, and this lawyer. This is from this is Luke ten twenty five through thirty seven. A lawyer asks him, "Hey Jesus, what do I do to inherit eternal life?" And Jesus answers, saying, "What what what does the Bible say? You know, practically, what do you, what have you read? What did Moses write?" What is it? What do you think it is? And the lawyer says that you must love the Lord God with all your heart, all your passion, all your energy, and your every thought. You must love your neighbor as well as yourself. And uh, being this, we're talking about the Good Samaritan or the Samaritan, um, that part right there, you must love your neighbor as well as your love yourself, as well as you love yourself, is the part that we're going to be focusing on here. Jesus says, this is verse 28, that is correct. Now go and do exactly that and you will live. Doing exactly that, being loving your neighbor as well as you love yourself. So small tangent here, um, or small aside, if you will. Um, 
This is from the Passion Translation that says, uh, you must love your neighbor as well as you love yourself. However, most people um, would would recognize that verse as love your neighbor as yourself. Mm. Boil down to treat 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 others the way that you would like to be treated, right? Yeah. Um, because it you'd be hard pressed to find somebody who specifically does not want to treat themselves right. Because mm-hmm. you want to you want to that the the phrase is treat yourself or treat others the way that you would like to treat yourself, pretty much. Yeah. Now treat yourself. Now that treat treat yourself exactly. <laughs> Parks and Rec. Tom Haverford is like my hero. I don't know. Tom <laughs> <laughs> Haverford, man. That's the dude, man. Listen, we talked about that on, on Once Saved, Always Saved. We had some some Parks and Rec, man. It's always a good time. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. You're doing anyway, good. Uh, um, loving your neighbor as yourself, it um, it get it, it over the over time. It has become not that. It has become um, treat others the way that others are treating you. Uh oh, and that is exactly wrong. <laughs> that is object <laughs> objectively and perfectly incorrect. Um, wow, come on, Frankie. What what that would mean is, um, if somebody does you wrong, you just do the wrong back, which will cause them to do the exact same thing. Oh, that person did me wrong, so I'm gonna yep. do them wrong right back. And that is not sustainable for life. So if nothing else, love your neighbor as yourself. Understand what that means. Love your love your neighbor the same way that you want somebody to love you. Mm. Love your neighbor the same way that you would love yourself. Love your neighbor. Treat others so well that they treat you that well. Oh, that's good, Frankie. Come on now. Listen, some of that love thy neighbor types, that veggie tales, right? <laughs> exactly, man, oh man. exactly, exactly. So the lawyer asked Jesus, and who is my neighbor? Just like you're saying, veggie tales. This is exactly the way that I that I learned this verse. This is the way that I learned the story is veggie tales. Yeah, same here. B- busy, busy, dreadfully busy. You have no <laughs> idea what we have to do. <laughs> so, um... In reply, Jesus says the Good Samaritan story, which the Good Samaritan story can be summed into um, a Jewish man is walking down a road and he gets mugged. Molly Wapham. <laughs> yeah, sure. That's <laughs> Yeah, that's that's it. That's the one. <laughs> I love it. Um and so he gets mugged. Um and then a priest comes by, sees him on the side of the road, badly beaten, bloodied, and says, dreadfully busy. No no yep. time for you. Sorry. So he, 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 he walks around him and goes on his way. And then a Levite comes and uh, same thing. Sorry, bud. Can't do it. Shockingly busy. And, and, then, and then a Samaritan comes. And the Samaritan is the one who cleans him up. Puts him on a, on a, on a on an animal, takes him to an inn, pays for all of his medical bills and all of that. Yeah. And then uh, and then Jesus asks, "Hey, which of these three was the neighbor? Which one of these did the right thing?" And the lawyer's like, "The guy who showed mercy." And Jesus says, "Yes, go do likewise." 
So on the surface, that um, that story is so. Firstly, it's so good. It's yeah. um, absolutely perfect for children. <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, just because you know somebody, if you see somebody hurting, help them. You know. Um, mm-hmm. And um, it's so influential that here in Georgia, there's actually a. I'm not sure about the rest of the country, but here in Georgia, especially, there is a. Uh, there's a law called the Good Samaritan Law, which is if you see somebody who is uh, in medical danger or any type of danger, you are legally allowed to help and you are, there's, there's no repercussions for whatever yeah. happens afterwards. If you try to help, you're, you're good because they want you to try and help people. And I love that. I love that. So um, on the surface, love your neighbor means to just do good. How does that help this situation right now? Mm-hmm. Well, Jesus never really taught one thing straightforward. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's a good point. <laughs> he always put something in there for for somebody else who was who was struggling with something else. Um, when you when you take a step back and really look at the words that Jesus is saying, this story takes on an entirely different meaning. So, um, if we look at the facts. Right at the beginning, right before every after right before he tells the story, Jesus gave the lawyer the answer to eternal life. Love Lord your God with everything and love your neighbors as you love yourself. If I was a lawyer and I asked that question and then he gave me that answer, I would be like, sick, dude. I'm on it. I'm on it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> g- g- give you. me that eternal life. I'm gonna love everybody, <laughs> and then I'd be out of there, dude. I would, I would so be gone. But the lawyer did something that honestly we all do without knowing. Um, in verse 29, it says, uh, "But he wanted to just justify himself, so he asked Jesus, and who is my neighbor?" If I again, if I were in that situation. I'd be like, yo, I'm gonna love my neighbor so good. And um I probably would ask this question. So who's my neighbor? Who who I gotta love? I'm gonna yeah. love him so good. And um on the surface, that is a great question. That is a who I gotta love. Cool. I'm gonna go love that person. But he wanted to justify himself, the beginning of verse 29, meaning he wasn't asking really who he had to love, he was asking who he specifically didn't have to love, who he specifically, uh, who who he already didn't want to love, and he was wondering if he could go ahead and continue not loving them, because those aren't his neighbors, he doesn't need to, he doesn't need to, to love them. So Jesus, you know, knowing his heart, knowing that he's trying to get away on the sly, yeah, uh, he goes into the story. So, the lawyer is Jewish. The man who walks down the road and gets mugged is Jewish. The priest is Jewish. The Levite obviously is Jewish, and the Samaritan is a Samaritan. Yeah. Um, and at that time, Samaritans were hated due to their race they were mm-hmm. racially discriminated against very uh, very extremely um uh so 
what would make sense would be if Jesus told this story the opposite way, right? Mm. If Jesus told the story, a Samaritan went down the yeah. road yeah. and yeah. got beat up, and then, you know, a regular racist came by and said, I can't, I can't deal with this right now. Yeah, that made more sense, yeah. And then, you know, uh, a priest racist came by and said, mm-hmm. nah, I'm not helping a Samaritan. And then a humble Jewish man who, uh, who Jesus loves and follows all of Jesus's laws decided to uh, humble himself and help out the less fortunate, right? But no, Jesus isn't like that. Jesus doesn't doesn't roll that way. Jesus told the story: a Jewish man gets beat up, and then a priest who is a Jewish man. That's good, Frankie. Goes goes and he, a priest who's supposed to be God's, you know, mouthpiece, doesn't have time for the person, walks away. A Levite who is in, you know, service still uh, among the, 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 the priesthoods, you know, mm-hmm. doesn't have time for a Jewish man, somebody who, for all intents and purposes, it, there's nothing wrong with him. He didn't do anything. He just yeah. got beat up. Um, and it's not like it was his fault. Those people were walking down the same road. All of them could have gotten beat up. This story isn't about having amazing humility to help the less fortunate. This story is about humbling yourself in a way that you can help somebody who's more fortunate. Mm. So you see the Samaritan, and excuse me as I go into some speculation, um, the Samaritan probably walks down that road all the time. The, the Jewish man who got beat up probably walks down that road all the time. The the extreme racism was common. You know, nobody tried to hide it. So they probably crossed paths once, twice, maybe every day. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Speculation. The Jewish man may have spat at him, may have called him names. You know, mm-hmm. there, there very easily could have been a great deal of hatred towards this Jewish man because of the way that rightfully so because he was the the Samaritan was so mistreated by the entire Jewish culture and you know speculatively that specific uh, Jewish person Jewish man and when he saw him beaten on the side of the road most people's thought would be got him you know he treated me so poorly now you get what you deserve but no the Samaritan, who is, for all intents and purposes, lower than the Jewish person, who has been oppressed by this Jewish man, decides he's still my brother. I still gotta help him. I still gotta. I, I still have to show mercy. So, when you picture all of that, when you take into all those details, what goes on with, uh, with Jesus and the lawyer, he says. Which, in verse 36, he says, which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of robbers? And the lawyer replied, the one who had mercy on him. Couldn't even say the Samaritan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see that. That's good. No, I don't think anyone's pointed that out. That's good. To, uh, go ahead and say that again, Frank. <laughs> the, the lawyer replied, the one who had mercy on him. It didn't even say the Samaritan. Didn't say the Samaritan. Yeah. Jesus gives him the benefit of the doubt and says, go and do likewise. Which is not, much like the treat your neighbor as yourself, go and do likewise, is not 
go and have mercy on the people less fortunate. It's not, and then that's good. I'm not saying I'm not saying don't do that, but in this specific yeah. instance, Jesus is saying show mercy on the ones who are oppressing you. Yeah, show mercy on the ones who are constantly and systemically beating you down, and and have mercy when you see them down. Don't feel as though that that's the vengeance, you know. Um, yeah, that's so good. When when you take this this whole story and pull it back into First Thessalonians four, um, aspire to lead a calm and peaceful life as you mind your own business and earn your living, just as we've taught you. By doing this, you will live an honorable life, influencing others and commanding respect of even the unbelievers. By doing that, by living your peaceful life, going about your business you'll have opportunities that you can show mercy on just the right person at just the yeah. right time to gain the respect of somebody who does not understand you. And then they will understand what it is to be loved, what it is to love, and you will influence them in a way that can turn everything around. That's so good, man. Put, putting this into this perspective of what's going on right now, I understand um i i i it's rough right now um infrastructure is not listening um government is you know tear gassing the protesters just for the fun of it i guess yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but what we have to understand is this doesn't give us justification to take our own vengeance that's so good, Frankie. This gives us the opportunity to show more mercy, to show more grace. Mm, come on. And I, I still believe in First Thessalonians 4.11. Lead a calm, peaceful life and mind your own business. Keep your head down, keep working. However, in the same way you have to know who your neighbor is, you still have to know what your business is. Whoa, mic drop. In the same, in the same way you have to know who your neighbor is to show mercy, you still have to know what your business is so that you can mind it. Oh, that's good, Frankie. And this is something that I am I'm I'm learning and shifting as somebody in ministry, you know, as I was saying before, I'm not I'm not preaching, but I am you know, I work for churches, I help with this podcast and other things as well. And so I am, you know, full time ministry with and without full time ministry as well as as a, a black man with a platform like this, being able to speak out. Um, I know you are also a black man, <laughs> but um, yeah. I got to know what my business is. Once you know what your business is, keep your head down and work at it. That's good, man. Uh, one thing I'll say is, with what you said about, um, you know, not taking vengeance uh, in, in Romans 12, I had to bring it up. It says, uh, uh, dearly beloved in Romans twelve nineteen, dearly beloved, avenge not yourself is what he says. Oh, come on now. But rather give place unto wrath. So when people, when people are trying to do it on their own, when they're trying to do it in their own strength, they're not giving place to wrath. They're really not doing it. They think that they are, but it turns out they're not really doing it. He said, give place to wrath. It's written. Vengeance is mine. You said it, Frankie. Uh, I will repay, says the Lord. Therefore, if your enemy's hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him something to drink. Offer him a Gatorade. <laughs> For in so doing, 
He says, for in so doing, you'll heap coals of fire on his head. Don't be overcome by evil, but overcome the evil with good. Um, one thing I'll say about protesting here, and as and um, you know, Frankie got to, listen. Y'all not gonna dock my time because Frankie talked a lot, right? You know, Frankie. He, listen, you can't dock my time. Talker. I gotta have. I'm a slow talker. Okay, <laughs> I have to collect listen, all I, my thoughts, and it's got to run through like a million filters because you know my brain's wild. <laughs> I, I remember. Yeah, yeah, I'm fully aware. Oh, fun fact. I'm not trying to get off subject, but fun fact. Frankie can attest to this. Go ahead. Be ready to, to, to testify to this, Frankie. But we saw Avengers Endgame together. <laughs> part two. And so I, he's already laughing because he knows what I'm about to say. We saw Avengers Endgame together. And that scene where Cap is, is fighting, right? And that scene where Thor's hammer moves a little bit. Oh, everybody was like, oh, man, this is great. This is awesome. This is, oh, this is going down. Ladies and gentlemen, when I kid you not, when that hammer passed uh, Thor and then Cap grabbed the hammer, Thor's hammer, here's what happened. And Frankie will testify to this. When that happened, <laughs> bro, I got up and I ran in that theater. Frankie, is it true or is it's it true? It's so true. I was sitting right next to you. I saw it happen. I was like, oh, it's so sick. And I turned to you, gone. <laughs> <laughs> He's gone. Where'd he go? He's gone. <laughs> dancing, <laughs> dancing in the aisles. <laughs> It's so funny, man. Listen, I just couldn't take it, man. I was, I, I knew, I, I hadn't, I thought it was going to happen, but when I saw it happen, I just like, I took off. But yeah, anyway. man, they were, they were, they were, they were teasing that since uh, Age of Ultron. Age of Ultron, man. So I, fi I figured it was going to happen, but when I saw it, man, I just couldn't take it. So no, for, nobody was ready. Nobody was ready for that. I couldn't take it. I got up and I ran, man. But anyway, <laughs> I don't know how we got off into that, but it's just a cool story, and. um and we saw what what was that Spider Man? Yeah, we saw Spider Man together mm -hmm. too. The 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 last Spider Man that was a good time too. We enjoyed that one too. Uh, but anyway, we'll talk about movies on another podcast. But um, <laughs> one thing I want to say about the protest, um, Martin Luther King said this. He's quote he's quoted as saying this: "We must not allow our creative protest to turn into physical violence. Again and again, we must rise to the majestic heights of meeting physical force." with soul force. Mm. That's good, man. That's so good. So this is something that we want to see here. I want to really quickly tell you who protested in the Bible because protesting is biblical. We've got here the prophet Elijah. He protested against the idolatry of Israel. He said, how long are you guys going to be between two opinions? If God's God, let's serve him, right? Okay, let's keep going. Isaiah protested against the wickedness of Egypt and uh, Cush. Uh-oh, that's another podcast. J uh, Jeremiah, he protested against the social sins of drunkenness, idolatry, and prostitution. I'll give you another good one. Jesus protested against the corruption of the temple by the moneylenders who had turned the house of God into a den of thieves. Well, people say, well, look, there it is, Elijah, right there. He flipped over the tables. Well, yeah, see, there's violence right there. Well, yeah, but those tables had no business being in there in the first place. I mean, yeah, come yeah. on. He's cleaning house. That's all he's doing. He's cleaning house. And here's what I want to say about protesting. One thing I want to say here, you, all, you always have to watch out for the bad actors mm -hmm. with that. And it's even coming out in media now that there's a, a lot of, and, and excuse me, but I'm just, it's just real. It's what's going on. There's a lot of white supremacists that are there uh, making us look bad. Mm -hmm. that, that's, it's coming out in the media now. You can look it up. You can see it. Uh, they're making us bad. Well, this happened with the, uh, Paul. 
In Acts 19, there was a group of people who were making money off of selling merchandise for the goddess Diana. Paul's teaching and preaching that Jesus is the Christ. He's the only God. So because of that, the man who's making all these idols gets a group of people together and says, okay, we cannot let him stop our money. We're making money. Let's do what we got to do. They start protesting, but it goes on to say in the latter part of it, it says the assembly was confused and most of them, watch this, did not know why they had come together. Mm. This is where riots come into it. Yes. When people don't know. That's good. This is where, when there's this confusion, when people are no longer knowing, keep the issue the issue. Can we do that? Can we keep the issue the issue? Uh, that's what we want to do. That's what will get the job done. And like, like Frankie is saying, we can't keep this cycle going. Hate will only bring and spawn more hate. Right, yeah. And we'll continue to be in this cycle. Somebody has to be bold enough to break the cycle right, first. Right, right. Uh, somebody's got to step for it. Proverbs 26, 4 and 5 talks, all, talk, talks exactly about that. Um, answer not a fool according to his folly, lest you be like him yourself. Answer a fool yeah. according to his folly, lest he be wise in his own eyes. Um, that's the English Standard Version. Um, and now, hear me, I'm not just calling everybody a fool. I'm not just sitting up here. You know, in my podcast, <laughs> podcast castle, <laughs> calling people fools. Yeah. But in the same way, um, when you look at the Bible, when you come at it with chapter and verse, you understand that God hates racism. You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. God thinks that racism is foolish. And if you uh, argue a, f a foolish point with foolish points, you get foolish points. Yeah. Um, mm. You, when you when you hit um, hatred with hatred, you get more hatred. So standing up and breaking that cycle, yeah, it's gonna hurt. It's gonna hurt, you know. Yeah. But once, yeah. once the cycle is broken, love can enter in. So okay, God is love, right? Yeah. The Holy Spirit is a gentleman, right? Yep. Uh, there's this there's this teaching that I had when I was a kid. It was like, the Holy Spirit's a gentleman. He's not going to do anything unless you ask him to. Uh, which, you know, we can talk about the theology of that later. <laughs> but um, <laughs> uh, with that, with the Holy Spirit being a gentleman, he, of all people, knows when he's not wanted, right? He's like, listen, uh -oh. listen I, I'll back out of here. You guys can do what you want to do. Yeah. Um, so if we allow for love to come in, we're allowing God to come in and do what he does, you know? Like why would we yep. want to do anything ourselves? Why would we want to why would we want to be foolish with the foolish people just for foolishness sake? That's good, man. Um one thing I'll say here too, as we begin to wrap this up, is the second thing I'll say is uh Paul withstood Peter. And uh, in Galatians, you know, there's a whole book of racism on racism. It's called Galatians. Mm -hmm. That's why Paul wrote it. Uh, it's because of this racism that was going on between the Jews and the Greeks. So we see the Jews and the Samaritans. Now we're talking about the Jews and the Greeks. This is why Paul wrote and he said, Christ redeemed you from the curse of the law, being made a curse for you. For it is written, curse is everyone that hangs on the tree. This is where that comes from because of racism. And because Paul has to deal with this thing head on.
And uh, he, he talks about Peter. Peter was over there hanging out with them. I'll summarize. So Peter was over there hanging out with Paul and, and the rest of the Greeks, and they're eating, you know, barbecue. They got they got um, the ribs there. They're, you know, they're hanging out, you know, and and James, the brother of Jesus, walks Are in. Are eating pig and, at this and, point? And, uh, listen, they're, eat, they're eating the pig when, when James wa- walks in. They're eating that pig. He, he's got it. James walks in, and, <laughs> and Peter's like, oh, crap. He's, he's wiping his face. You know, he, he's wiping his face. You know, he he's like, man, his breath smells like the barbecue sauce, man. He's he's out here, man. He's he, he got he put five, like three or four Mentos in his mouth, man. They're trying to calm his breath down and he goes up to him and he leaves. And then the Bible says that Paul withstood him to his face because he was not straightforward. That literally means he was not walking with a, with straightforward steps. In other words, he was going back and forth with it. I see a lot of ministers going back and forth. Uh oh. I've I, I seen a lot of people going back and forth on, on these issues. And uh, thank God there are people who are taking a stand. Carl Lentz is one and, and others. But uh, here, well, let me keep reading and I'll, and I'll go and I'll say that. Uh, he said that they, they weren't walking straight. I said to Peter, watch this, before them all. If you look this up, it literally means that he rebuked him openly, probably after the worship service. So imagine this with me. They just got done singing, I'm a child of God. Yes, I am. And, you know, the music, the, you know, you got the atmosphere, you know, it's going great. And then Paul's up there on the pulpit. Maybe I want you to envision your pastor. Maybe he's wearing skinny jeans. Maybe he's got the whole suit on. And then all of a sudden he gets behind the pulpit. He he takes a firm grasp and grip of the pulpit and he sighs and he says, Peter, you're wrong. I mean, right there in the middle of the service, man, in front of everybody. Right in front of everybody, he says this. And he says, if you being a Jew live in the manner of Gentiles and not as the Jews, why do you compel Gentiles to live as the Jews? Let me say it like this. If you out here go into mama's restaurant and you eating that fried chicken, how are you? Oh, I can't. I'm, I'm making it too relevant, Frankie. I'm going to have to calm down on that. I'm making it too relevant. You know, there's a, I don't know if you've seen the new Twilight Zone uh, that Jordan Peele's been, been involved in. There's a, oh, dude, I've enjoyed it. Uh, I've enjoyed it, man. Uh, there's one episode that I'm going to say and try not to spoil much. It's just called Rewind. It's about racism. Uh, it, a lot of that happens in it. But here's how it starts with a police officer with, a, with an African-American uh, mother and her son. But here's how the story starts, though. This police officer who's racist against uh, these African-Americans is eating in an African-American restaurant and enjoying a good old piece of pie. So this is kind of what Paul is saying here. Paul's saying, Peter, how are you going to live like the Greeks, right? But then are going to tell them that, you know what? You're not good enough. You have to change the, you know, I'm going to get off of that, Frankie. That's that's too relevant. That's too that's real that's right good. there. He said, if you being a Jew live in the manner of the Gentiles and not as the Jews, why do you compel the Jews to, to live as Jews or the Gentiles to live as Jews? Man, that's good, man. Then he goes on to talk about justification by faith. What am I, what am I trying to say here? What I'm saying is simply this. Listen. Paul withstood Peter. Let me say it like this. A Jew withstood a Jew. Let me say it like this. It's time for more white preachers to withstand this systemic racism, this racism that's going on in the white community. 
And a lot of people, a lot of preachers don't want to do it. They don't want to lose the tithes and offerings. They don't want to become unpopular. They don't want to lose the followers on IG because, you know, you know, Jesus was the first one to lose followers on his IG when he said, eat my flesh and drink my blood. Those people unfollowed him on Instagram. Jesus is the first one. So for, for God forbid we be Christ-like and actually stand up for what he's teaching and what he believes, and we be exactly like him and lose followers over it. Mm-hmm. Man, I'm getting too in, I'm getting too real now. <laughs> I am I wanna I wanna go ahead and shout out um a lot of the stuff that I'm pulling from um comes from a uh a, a, a pastor friend of mine. We kind of workshopped this a little bit for his church. Uh and he, he is a white preacher. Um, and I, I, so much respect for him to, to, to say this, um, to be able to say, Hey, I'm white. We have a problem Mm -hmm. because that's, you know, we've already, you know, for, for lack of a better phrase, we've, we, as a black community, we've already done our job. We've said, Hey, we have a problem. We've done, we've done it. Yep. Now it's time for the other side to say, we have a problem. Let's fix it. So, uh, Tom Palmer is his name, the Atlanta dream center church. Look him up. AtlantaDreamCenter.church. It's good stuff. That's so true, man. Uh, we've done our part, man. I'm, listen, man, I'm, basically I'm done. You know, as exactly, far as I'm concerned, exactly. I'm done. Uh, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do like the Samaritan did. That's, that's what I'm going to make my <laughs> lifestyle. Uh, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do what, what he told us in First Thessalonians. That's what I'm going to do, you know? Uh, but I'm done in terms of all these other things because I've done my part. My ancestors before me did their part. My ancestors before them were out working in the fields and and picking cotton. So I've, right. I've done my part. That's right. I'm done. It's time for Paul to withstand Peter. And last thing I'll leave you with, we need to pray for unity. Jesus prayed that we would all be one, even as him and the Father are one. You know, and um, for people saying, you know, oh, I'm colorblind. I don't see color. Well, Jesus will open your eyes then. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. Thank God he opens eyes because apparently God sees color. You know, uh, some people ask, well, what color is God? Well, Ezekiel said he's a fire from his loins up and a fire from his loins down. Well, you can get all kind of colors from fire. Yeah. Oh, my. Listen, we're made in his image, in his likeness. Man, I'm telling you, the enemy tries to keep to keep us apart because together we're art. Mm. Uh, we're, mm. we're, we're this, we're this, we're this beautiful picture. We, we demonstrate God. We demonstrate the Father when you put us all together. That's why some of the most pretty kids you'll ever see are mixed kids. That's right. That's me. <laughs> Frank said, listen, that's me out here. So as we wrap this up, what I want you to be encouraged in is to know that, yes, um, we're called to live this quiet and peaceable life, to mind our own business, yes. But at the same time, what is what is our business? Our business is loving our neighbor mm-hmm. as we love ourselves. Our, our business is, is, is helping that the one who's been oppressing us and, and speaking and doing what we can, sure. And then our business is to give place to wrath, to give place to God, to not be overcome by the evil, but to overcome evil with good. And our place is to pray for unity. And if we're protesting, let's keep the issue the issue. Let's watch out for the bad actors who are only trying to make us, and when I say us, I'm talking about African-Americans, they're trying to make us look even worse. So let's exercise discernment in this time and in this season. Do you have anything else you want to say, Frankie? If anything, I'd say that uh, something that I believe in my life is everything. And I used to say most everything, but now I'm saying everything. Everything can be solved with a nice, even keel conversation. Yeah, it's good. Everything can be solved 
by talking to somebody. If you have a problem with somebody, be it their skin color or something that they've done to you, talk to them. Yeah. Figure out what's going on. Figure out their struggles. Figure out, you know, and, and I'm not saying, uh, I, I am saying uh, as a white person, talk to a minority or, you know, a, a black person or whatever. I am saying that. But at the same time, I'm saying we as a black community, we can talk to them as well. Yeah. You know, we can open up that dialogue in a way that just like, you know, Thessalonians 4 says, we can be respect. We, we, we can we can live an honorable life so that we can command the respect of those who don't believe the same thing as us. No. So good. So good. Uh, last verse that I'll leave you with. The Bible says that Peter opened his mouth and said, I perceive that God is no respecter of persons. When you look that word up, it literally means uh, that it denotes the act of showing favor to one on account of their rank, their family, their wealth, or I added this, their skin color. You know, God's not a respecter of person. Uh, obviously, the system is, and that's just how it is. I'm not trying to be a downer. Uh, it's just how it is. But Peter at this point thinks that salvation is of the Jews and for the Jews only. But it was revealed later in the ministry of Paul. No, it's not for the Jew only. It was to the Jew first and then to the Greeks. So here's what I'm going to touch on this Black Lives Matter thing. And I'm going to touch on it and then I'm going to wrap this up because we've already went long. But if you're still here, you're a trooper. I tell you, it's, it's been good, though. It's been worth your time. Is what I say about the Black Lives Matter. All lives matter. Sure, I understand that too, but we got to understand this is the house that's on fire. You've all heard the analogy. If you've got 10 houses, the fire department's not going to hose that down all the other nine. They're going to go to the one that is on fire first. This is the house that's on fire. Let me say it like this to the black man first. Uh-oh. And so this is what we've got to do and what we've got to remember. Let's be those who don't draw back who move forward who are doing something this podcast this is me and, and, and frankie we're doing something uh doing being a part of these protests peaceable ones now we're not listening to the bad actors peaceable ones that will represent us well i'm talking about african-americans will represent us well let's do that but it's time also for paul to withstand peter to his face and that's what I want to say, and that's what I want to convey. Let me pray for us, and then we're going. Father God, all I can pray and all I can say is what Jesus said, Father. And I pray for our unity, that we would be one, even as uh, Jesus and the Father are one. And we give you praise for that, Father. We pray that what we said today would, have, would strike hearts, and that our hearts would be shown and conveyed more than anything, and your heart would be shown in this podcast today, Father. We thank you for your word. We thank you for the ministry of reconciliation that you've called us to, to be a salt and light in this world, even when there are those who would try to snuff out the light. And we give you praise for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, guys, listen. Love you guys so much. Thank you for being a part of this thing. Frankie, thank you for being on the podcast, yes, man. thank you for having me. This is going to be a cool one. I'm excited about it. Hey, guys, you know what to do. Leave a like, a comment, a review. Let us know if it's blessing you. Now, my name's Elijah Merle, and remember this. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Bye-bye.